Hey, hey guys, welcome back to Financial Flex with Lex. Let's change the way we talk about money. What's up, you guys? I hope everyone is having an amazing day so far. Honestly, I feel like I need to switch up my intro a bit, make it a little bit more exciting. So I'm gonna, you know, do some brainstorming and figure out like how I can make this intro more exciting because I feel like I say the same thing literally every week. But then I don't know. Maybe it's comforting, consistency, you know what to expect. I don't know. But um, yeah, I just want to jump right into today's show. It's going to be a little bit all over the place, going to give you a little bit of a warning. I have a bunch of thoughts on a bunch of different things, some exciting things to announce. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, then you probably missed what happened over the earlier part of this week. So yeah, um. First things first, student loan update. We are finally down to $6,000, $6,931 to be exact, which is wild. Like, I thought that once I hit like 10K that my mind would switch and I'd be like, oh my gosh, we're almost done. But I think that mindset switched happened for me at like 6K. I was like, oh Oh my goodness, like we only have three more months left, 90 more days, you guys, and I am done, free. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like I daydream about it every single day. I just cannot wait to feel that feeling of like relief and joy and just all the feels, all the good feels Um, in November when I make that final student loan call, um, I mean, final student loan payment. I asked John, I'm like, "Uh, are you going to be here with me when I make that call? Because, you know, this is just just as much of a win for him as it is for me. Um, For those of you who don't know, we paid off John's loans like back in 2019, I believe. And it was just 10K. So it's like if you take his loan, combine my loan, like we were paying a little like we together had a little over $50,000 worth of debt paid off in four years not to really take into account the like eight months we stopped really putting money towards debt to pay for a wedding in cash um and then also pay for a car in cash so I mean I feel like if we didn't do those things we definitely would be out of debt by now but hey everything happens for a reason so yeah I am so excited I we should be you know down to 4k by Um, September and then that's when it's really gonna hit home I know John has been working his butt off he's been you know picking up extra shifts at work and things like that and I've just been chugging along at work trying to make something shake Um, I should be getting a raise by the end of this year and I'm putting that out there because it's going to happen so I'm not afraid about speaking about it because it's it's going to happen you know what I mean like I need to put that out there I need to speak positive so that's that on that front Um, next if you don't follow me on Instagram then you might have missed the fact that I launched a business uh yeah so the business is called common sense I have been sitting on this idea for honestly about a year and a half so just to give you guys like a quick story of how common sense came to be um I was actually sitting at a bible study one day and before the class started um the teacher said um yeah common sense ain't so common and when I heard that 
it just stuck with me. And I, I literally wrote that phrase down like in my notes on my phone. And I'm like, wait, that's a really good idea for something. And um, so I did that. Um, so basically, common sense is a both physical good, but also a financial support group for those who are looking to get good with money. I need a community around them to support them, um, for them to talk about their money wins, money failures, uh, pretty much just like a little, not a little, but a community of people who are there for you, who support you. Um, because for me, one of the biggest I think struggles with getting out of debt was feeling very isolated and feeling very lonely. And I know that that's something I've talked about in previous episodes. Um, so even though I was like born and raised in Georgia, I spent a lot of my formative years in Pennsylvania. And so a lot of my friends are, you know, in New York, New Jersey. Um, some have moved to other states like California, um, North Carolina, things of that nature. So when I moved back to Georgia, like the same group of friends that I had like in middle school and like the first year of high school when I lived in Georgia, you know, we lost contact. People grow, people change, like things just aren't the same. And I personally just really struggled with finding you know my people but it's so funny because on Instagram I feel like even though I don't have a large following at all I feel like I've created such a good sense of community and like a good group of people that I talk to on the on a regular basis who are cheering me on and I think that really you know helped me feel less alone and that's part of the reason why I share so much on social media is because I feel like sometimes I don't get to share that much in person because I don't see a lot of people in person I haven't really made those connections in real life and so online it's a little bit easier for me and I also just like realize like as an adult it's a lot harder to make friends like when you're in school it's a lot easier to make friends because you're around the same people all the time and you know you can like bond off of certain connections certain things like maybe you guys are in the same class or maybe you guys are in the same like you know intramural sports team or whatever but as a working adult, it's so hard, especially if like your workplace doesn't really foster, you know, um, like team bonding and things like that. So it's just been hard for me. And I really wanted to create something that was physical. That's why I wanted to do an in-person group. So Common Sense will be an in-person group. It's a monthly meetup. Um, I'm going to start off really small because once again it's just me so it'll be a group of maybe five to seven people and it'll last for a duration of three months and so we'll get together once a month you know we'll share our money struggles our money failures what we're hoping to achieve and then I'm also looking to hopefully get professionals like either certified financial planners or maybe like in like investment bankers or people who are really knowledgeable and who have like a teaching heart and a caring heart a giving heart to come in and kind of like you know give gems that you know people wouldn't otherwise get anywhere else or maybe have to pay for that and that's something that I'm going to be footing the cost for so like let's just say I want a, a certified financial planner to come in and talk to us for an hour about like I don't know creating a will or something I would ask them what their hourly rate would be and I would pay for that myself because I just feel so weird asking people for money who are obviously like in need of money who are trying to get they're trying to get better with their money and that's just something like doesn't sit right with me um 
So yeah, so it'll be 100% free. I'm thinking about adding like a little book club element. So we'll read financial books. Obviously, like if reading's not your thing, you don't have to, but I'll gift everyone a book and, you know, that'll kind of help guide the monthly meetings as well. So signups for that will be going live in a couple of weeks. Um, I just have to iron out a few details, but I will also be doing this virtually too for people who are out of state, um, who obviously like don't live in Atlanta and can't make it. Um, I will, you know, figure out a way to do that digitally, probably via Zoom. And it'll be the same thing, small group. And I will um, post like the sign up link for that as well. But I am just really excited. Like, that's why I'm so I said it in my Instagram stories last night. But that's why I'm so ready to get out of debt, because I'll just have so much more money to help people. And just like getting out of debt will make such a huge impact on my life, John's life, like our future as like a family together. I'm hoping that me being able to get out of debt and have extra money, hopefully I'll be able to, to change the lives of others as well, even if it is just like one person. Um, but that's the best thing ever. So yeah, um, I launched common sense tote bags so common sense also has like a physical good aspects because I just love merch I love designing it kind of puts you know it really um caters to like my creative side as far as like marketing branding like all that stuff so I had such a fun time with John like doing the photo shoot we kind of just made it a day out of it I if you know me I don't really like to be in front of the camera I'm more of a behind the camera kind of gal or in the corner somewhere like I just really don't like taking photos of myself um, or having people take photos of myself but I needed to like I wanted them the uh, tote bags to be kind of shown in action so um yeah I had such a fun time shooting that with John so John if you're listening thank you so much for (laughs) for taking the day out to help me and you know getting those photos to me really really quickly so yeah I'm just really excited uh the I launched the tote bags yesterday and they literally sold out like and I was shocked I couldn't believe it the night before I was telling John oh my goodness I'm so nervous like what if no one buys anything but I mean you guys proved me wrong and it sold out and I'm just so blessed and so thankful and so appreciative and so grateful for you guys always supporting me Um, I'm really excited I'm working on the fall launch (laughs) or the fall drop rather excuse me right now so I'm really excited to get that rolling and and drop that for you guys I think um everything's looking up and heading in the right direction so I'm really really excited to see what common sense grows into by the by the end of the year Wow, I talked so much about common sense, but um, the next thing that comes to mind is um, not really like a life life update for me, but more rather a thought that I had this morning that I wanted to share with you guys, and it's negotiating at work. So I follow another podcast host. Her name is Mandy Woodruff Santos. Um, she's a co-host of Brown Ambition, which is another financial podcast. And I definitely recommend that you guys check it out. I love her and Tiffany. Been listening to them for, gosh, I feel like almost four or five years now. I've met Tiffany in person. She's so sweet. But um, Mandy wrote a piece on Yahoo Finance about negotiating at work and how the phrase like, oh, you should negotiate like a man is misogynistic. Um, and it doesn't really do women or women of color any favors when you tell us this. And I read the article and I was like, oh, my goodness, like. That is so true. She made it a point to say that, you know, the employee or the interview candidate 
isn't really in doesn't really have a lot of power in the interview situation when it comes to asking for um, when it comes to pay. And so I was like, oh, my goodness, like she's actually has a point and how it should be up to the company to properly and fairly compensate their employees or their interview candidates because they're the ones who they know what their what their budget is as an interview candidate as an employee I may not necessarily know what the company's budget is or how much they can afford to um pay me and so I thought that was very uh very interesting and I think that the status quo isn't cutting it anymore when it comes to companies. I feel like this year alone has shown us like it's disrupted the work environment and what the workplace looks like. And I honestly think it's for the better. I mean, we've seen that we don't have to go into the office every single day to get work done. Um, we've seen that you need to pay people fairly. People are not going back to work because it's like you're paying people literal pennies when the cost of living is just so expensive and so crazy and so I just really hope that we keep this momentum of just disrupting the workplace you know and making it an environment that's suitable for for everyone because you really do spend so much of your life at work and it's just so draining when things just aren't like the best situation for you, whether it's financially or culturally or, or, or whatever else, right? So yeah, um, I will link that article in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. I thought that was a very good read and a very quick read as well. Um, so yeah, that is all I have for the life updates. Let's get into today's actual episode. All right, you guys. So today's episode is basically everything you need to know about your student loans as of right now. So if you haven't heard, um, student loan repayment has been extended. So we won't have to make payments um, until February 2022. And, you know, according to the people in charge, this will be the last extension. Um, Who knows? Never say never. But I'm just in my mind, I've already had it. Like, okay, last extension, check, got it. So as of last Thursday, so as of last Thursday, Joe Biden actually canceled $5.8 billion in student loans. And uh, the people who received these, like, I guess, cancellation benefits were people who were total or permanently disabled. Um, So that is such a huge burden lifted off of their shoulders. And since his presidency, he has um, wiped out $8.7 billion of student loan debt, which I believe um, I got my article from (laughs) Fox News. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, keep keep myself balanced when it comes to the news. But um, apparently, I think the article said that that was like over like 400,000 people or something to that effect. I'll link the um, show note. I mean, I'll link the article in the show notes. Um, so if you guys want to fact check me, it'll be down below. Um, but yeah, $8.7 billion has been wiped away. And I know for a lot of people, this is such a huge burden being lifted off their shoulders. And I know for other people, they're really, really calling for the rest of us to have some kind of student loan forgiveness, whether it's 10000 or $50,000. I personally, I don't know. I've never really been one to, you know, I guess, 
rely on the government or wait for them. Like I said, I think I've said this before, but my mom has just always instilled in us, like, don't wait for them. (laughs) Don't wait for them. Like, do what you got to do kind of thing. So that's just how I approach the government and what they have going on. So um, come September, I think by the end of September, um, all of those um, student loan payments that are being forgiven will be wiped away. So if you are permanently or totally disabled, you do not have to file like any paperwork or anything like that. Um, I'm sure there will be people out there trying to scam you, being like, oh, you need to pay 50 bucks in order for us to process this document or whatever or file. Do not do that. Um, They will be getting all the information through the Social Security Administration and the Veteran Affairs, I believe. And so you won't have to do anything to get that student loan forgiveness. You are totally scored away if you are like in their systems. So for the rest of us who aren't getting our student loans, you know, wiped away just yet, I'm still holding on hope. But hopefully I'll be done with my student loans before that. But I hope for the ones who like are like, I'm never getting rid of this debt. I hope that student relief comes for you guys because it's much needed. But um, for the rest of us, like I said, repayments will begin in February. So if you're wondering like, okay, well, what do I do between now and February? Well, if you have the means to pay your student loans, I would highly recommend doing that. I feel like this is the only time in history for, I mean, from, I, from what I can remember, that interest rates are literally at 0% for federal student loans. So it kind of is like a no-brainer, at least in my mind, to make the payment if you can afford them, if it's not going to be such a strain on your wallet. Um Another idea you could do is like, let's just say you know that your monthly payments are $300 a month or whatever. I would maybe just, when you get paid, take that $300 a month, put it aside, put it in a different account where you don't see it, and then just continue to do that every single month until February. That way, um, when payments do begin, you're not scrambling. You're not like, oh my gosh, like I literally have no money. What the heck do I do? It's like you already have that money and you're good to go. So that's another thing that you can do. Um, uh, Putting your loans on, um, deferring your loans. So once repayment begins, and if you, for some reason, you know, just cannot afford to make those payments, you can defer your loans. That's always an option. Um, Refinancing. I, hmm, I am not a financial expert. And so I'm just giving you advice on what I would or would not do. Um, Don't come sue me if you do or don't do this and something goes wrong. Like I said, I am not a financial expert. I am just sharing my opinion and talking about what I would do. But let's just say if I had federal student loans and maybe you might consider refinancing them to get a lower interest rate if you're, uh, if the interest rates on your loans are like really high for whatever reason. But You see, when it comes to refinancing your federal loans into private loans, sometimes you do yourself a disservice because all of the perks, and I use the word perks in air quotes, some of the perks that come with federal loans is like being able to defer them, payment plans, things like that. Like they're more willing to work with you than like, let's say a private loan lender would be. And I feel like most of the time student loan interest rates are a lot lower than private loan interest rates. So 
Um, but if for some reason, if a private loan refinance works for you, maybe you might want to consider that too or look into that. Um, but I would just really, really make sure you've exhausted all of your options before doing that. Um, so yeah, that's really what's going on in the student loan world. I feel like, and this is just my personal opinion. I don't, and I, I'm pretty sure I've said, I've said this before. I don't feel like Biden is going to forgive them. However, I am going to remain hopeful. But I feel like with everything that's going on in Afghanistan and COVID, his mind probably isn't really on student loans. Like there are people who are literally trying to flee a country and preserve themselves. Um, and so I think he has a lot to to handle when it comes to what's going on in Afghanistan and COVID and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I would just, you know, just look into your finances, make a budget, prepare a plan and get at, get ready. I would say that's like the worst thing you can do. You know what I mean? Is just to prepare yourself to pay them. And if for some reason, if they come January, 2022 and say, Hey, we're wiping everyone's loans, then okay, great. Then you have a pile of money that you just saved up that you can freaking go spend it on whatever you'd like you know what I mean um the last thing this doesn't really have to do with student loan repayment but does have to do with student loans is I found this pretty interesting um H a lot of HBCUs are wiping out student loan debt for their students, which I think is amazing. Um, a school here, Clark Atlanta, they did that for about 2,000 of their students um, from freaking like lunch balances to just like all across the board. They like wiped out student loan debt or like, you know, outstanding balances for their students, which is just like crazy. And I think that that's awesome. Um, in the article that I was reading, which I will link in the show notes, it's it stated that um, black students take out $25,000 more in student loans than their white counterparts. And also 50% of black students say that, that their net worth is less than what they owe in student loans, which I found to be so interesting. Uh, if you don't know, I track or rather stock my net worth like it's nobody's business because I enjoy seeing it. Well, right now it's going down, which is a good thing because that means my debt is going down, but I just can't wait to see it to start go up. So it kind of makes me sad that like people's net worth is like less than, you know, their, um, is, is less than what they owe in student loans. It's like, wow, that just... Huh, you guys, this might be an episode for another day, but it's all just like a trickle down, down effect. Like debt really, really hinders people's lives, people's futures. And I just hate to see it. And I really want all of us to win. Um, so that's why I talk about these things and kind of bring them to light because debt really affects so many people outside of yourself. It's, it, it, it's truly wild. Um, but yeah, that's really all I had for this week's episode. I know it's a little late, y'all. Don't come for me. I'm doing my best, okay? Uh, but yeah, um, before I wrap up this episode, I do just want to say thank you for those who are leaving comments, reviews, ratings, sharing this podcast with anyone who cares to listen. I really do appreciate that. That means so much to me and I hope you guys continue to do so. Um, all right, I will talk to you guys next time. See ya.